comic book storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen. You know me as Bry the Comic Book Guy. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy. Or if you have any questions about anything you've heard in previous weeks or just want to chat about comics, you can email me Bry the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com. So this is it. This is the big finale of House of M. Now there's a lot of ramifications that come in the future for both X-Men and Avengers. And we'll get to that uh, in the last two or three issues of this set. And I promise you it's a it's a pretty outrageous conclusion on what actually happens to everybody. And uh, before we get to that, we left off with Wanda saying no more mutants in the previous episode. And uh, we're going to finish with the last few tie-ins just to tie up all the loose ends before we get to issue 8 and being on the House of M. So we're going to kick off with Wolverine 34. Uh, Mystique is still being interrogated by Sebastian Shaw. They're trying to find uh, Nick Fury, the terrorist leader, and what his connections are to Wolverine. Now this issue is basically a House of M kind of origin of what happened to Wolverine and Nick Fury. Now in the main continuity they became friends, you know, colleagues, things like that. And this one, Nick Fury is human. So at the rise of when the mutants came along, they took all the humans out of power. So Nick Fury was relieved of his command and put in charge of training uh, mutants on how to be shield agents. He kind of did it begrudgingly as far as we've seen in the story here. So we see that one of the candidates in his first group is a mutant named Wolverine. It's a very familiar mutant, obviously. So we see that uh, Wolverine is one of Nick Fury's recruits, and this is kind of how they uh, formed their bond, so to speak, uh, their little connection here and there. And this is basically just how Wolverine and Nick Fury met. Most of this issue is while Mystique is kind of reliving these events, and she's talking to Shaw about them, how they met, and how Nick Fury was supposedly killed off. Now we see that Nick Fury was led to this warehouse uh, after training Wolverine's group of mutants. He didn't get along with a few of them. So you see Nick Fury go into this warehouse and uh, he uh, looks behind, it says gas depot. So he looks behind a barrel and uh, there's a cigar. He puts the cigar in his mouth and he says, nice touch and explosion. The whole base explodes. And uh, we see that a mutant kind of led him to that. It was a, a mutant called Earshot uh, that uh, got him to go into that warehouse because it was like a hypnotic suggestion, so to speak. And uh, we see that that mutant died, uh, committed suicide before the court-martial, so nobody found Nick Fury's body. And they don't know exactly if Wolverine was part of it, or if he had uh, anything to do with it, or if he knew anything about it. But before they can question him, Wolverine took off running, so Shaw charged uh, Mystique with going after Wolverine and trying to find uh, why he did that to Nick Fury, if he has any connection to Nick Fury. That's kind of what Mystique has been on his trail for in between the uh, issues here. We get the Exiles 71. This kind of wraps up the Exiles time in the warped 616 universe. Now, the Exiles, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, it's a group of mutants that kind of hop through different times and uh, multiverse, so to speak, versions of the X-Men, and uh, they thought they landed on uh, Continuity 616, but because this is the House of M 616, everything was all screwy. So in this realm, Mutant X, or Proteus, uh, inhabits Beak's girlfriend or wife's uh, angel's body, and he doesn't want to get rid of it. He never wants to get rid of it. He inhabits these bodies, and Moira McTaggart and the rest of the Exiles uh, try and coax him out of Angel any way they can. 
We see Angel on the inside trying to fight him, and all of the uh, exiles uh, are in this huge battle. But we see Mimic, who is uh, one of the X-Men from a long time ago. He, in the main continuity, had the powers of all the original X-Men, but eventually got some other powers. But this version of Mimic also has powers like Colossus and Wolverine. So they know that Proteus is prone to metal and uh, organic metal. So he kind of morphs into uh, Colossus's arm and has Wolverine's claws. And he uh, tries to take him out that way, but Proteus kind of warps him and he starts becoming all these different mutants' powers. And he kind of breaks him apart and then inhabits uh, Mimic. So then Mimic turns around and he starts attacking the, his fellow uh, exiles. Uh, they do end up taking him down and make uh, make him disappear, uh, but he takes Mimic with them. Now, they uh, back at their headquarters, which is called the Crystal Palace, which is in their realm in between realms, they're trying to get the, the exiles back to their home base before anything else can happen. And the last couple of scenes is Blink finds this medication that can help save Angel. She gives her him this dose of medication to repair any tissue damage or anything, and right as she administers it, that's when they warp all the exiles that remain back. Now, back in the main 616, in the House of M, uh, Beak is screaming for everybody to come back. He doesn't know what to do. And he looks up and sees a blinding light, that familiar blinding light that happened in House of M, number 7 at the end. And we get to New X-Men Academy X-19, the last part in this series. We last left off with the, uh, the Young Mutants and the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Uh, infiltrating Japan, trying to stop Sunfire and, and mutants from kickstarting and making humans into mutants. It's kind of like a test subject thing. Now, um, this issue, it doesn't have a whole lot to do as, as a lot of the other ones have with continuity. It's basically just showing how the two teams ended up being enemies in the beginning, but then bonding over their mutual uh, mission, so to speak. So this ends up with Sunfire coming on the scene with his version of Sentinels and trying to attack both teams of kids. But they kind of band together at the end, blow up the facility, and they're all standing before Sunfire. And Sunfire says, kill them all. So it's like a, a mad dash. All of the mutants that are left and the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents start attacking the uh, Sentinels and Sunfire. And then the familiar boom, big bad glow. We get to Spider-Man House of M number 5. Now this happens before issue 6 and 7, but, but uh, read order wise they kind of like set this up. And I, I kind of put them into the read order that I went by. A couple different sites kind of said this was how the read order was, so... I try to do it as best I can in the read order that would make sense. But we got this issue. Spider-Man is kind of trying to redeem himself in the eyes of the public, going after bad guys, taking him out. Now remember, he's outed as not being a mutant, but he's human. And all of his uh, relatives are trying to be the ones that uh, kind of read that book and try and figure out why he's doing what he's doing. So he figures out the only way to... Uh, get on that path of redemption is to kind of disappear, but he doesn't want to disappear so that he's followed. So he kind of gets hatches this plan with his family, and he uh, goes to Uncle Ben one last time, and he's saying, take this picture. So we see Uncle Ben start crying. Spider-Man puts on his costume, goes at the top of this clock tower, and uh, we see Ben take this picture, and it ends up in the headlines of the Daily Bugle, saying the coward's way out, disgraced Spider-Man was no hero. 
and it shows a picture of Spider-Man hanging himself. But we all know that it wasn't really Spider-Man, it was just Peter's kind of trying way out. Uh, the next couple pages are all of the, the characters involved in capturing him, leaking his diary and everything. They're all kind of like, ah, oh, crap, what did we do? And we see in the House of M, in Genosha, the Citadel, it's a webbed newspaper of the Daily Bugle, and it's a note to Magneto that says, if you want me to stay dead, ease up on the humans. Kind of like a threat Spider-Man's giving to Magneto. Well, the last few pages of this issue are Gwen and uh, his, her family, and Peter, Aunt May, and Uncle Ben. They're watching Peter fish with his kids. So it kind of ends on a happy note for Spider-Man, but we know it's going to bother him later on, and we'll see how much it bothers him uh, when we get to the House of M issue 8. But there's one more issue that's in between that. So Mystique in Wolverine number 35, this is the last tie-in before the big event, uh, Mystique contemplates this possibility that Wolverine has betrayed the mutant race to join Fury's team of uh, humans for revenge. She looks in her memories to see like how she can prove that he wasn't really involved. And uh, it's kind of kind of come back to backfire on her because uh, in the end, we see that uh, Logan was chasing Nick Fury and uh, in, in that warehouse that exploded. But before that, uh, Logan tried to stop uh, Nick Fury and try and kind of team up on something. So you look like Wolverine may have actually tried to, but before he could do that, there was a big explosion. But we also find out that uh, Nick Fury wasn't really there. He kind of trapped Logan with this like hologram in this room. I think they, they kind of wanted to blow him up too. And we see that he's standing before Nick Fury when he finally does find him. And uh, you see in a huge explosion, like Nick Fury blows up the building. And Wolverine senses that Mix Mystique was trying to get them and try and see what was going on. So he grabs her, gets out of the building. And uh, we see Mystique was there in the beginning and she saw Fury with Logan. So she does find out that it was. But uh, she's, she was leading eventually after Nick Fury's death, leading Logan on this chase to find Fury again. But it turns out that Shaw knew all along that Mystique was morphing and shapeshifting to look like Nick Fury to kind of lead Logan on this other path. So she was uh, a good and a bad guy to Logan all at the same time. It's kind of like Mystique's thing. She's done that quite often in the Marvel Universe. So it was true to form in the House of M. So here we get to the last issue house of m number eight this is the last of the storyline there's two like prequel issues that are uh, postlude issues that happened after this so we left off with house of m number seven uh, magneto turned the quicksilver wanda lashes out at magneto she blames magneto and his desire to lead a mutant revolution as the reason why their childhood was a disaster and their adult lives pretty much suck she says three words that end up being a catalyst for something that's going to affect the X-Men for years to come. No more mutants. But her power kind of generated this big flash, and the world went white one last time. This book opens up after the flash. We see uh, all of New York and all the world is back to normal, and everybody starts waking up like it was a bad dream. Uh, Layla, the one that helped uh, White Queen wake up everybody, she wakes up, and her mom's saying, hey, let's go to school. We see at Avengers Tower, Peter wakes up from sleeping, and he wakes up next to MJ, so they're like, oh, Okay, I guess things are back to normal. So in Avengers Tower, they're all meeting up, and they're all seeing who remembers what. Now, Spider-Man remembers, uh, Luke Cage remembers, but MJ doesn't remember. So certain people don't remember. It looks like a lot of people, like Sentry and Spider-Woman, don't know what's going on. But everybody who was at the event know what's going on. 
And Peter is just disheveled because he remembers everything, being with Gwen, having a family, and then waking back up. So it, it's like really bothering him. And uh, uh, some of the Avengers are like, okay, everything's back to normal. Everything's okay, right? And Doctor Strange comes in and he looks like he's been through a war. He goes, not quite. Not quite. When they go to the X-Men mansion, the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, White Queen wakes up in the middle of a grassy field on the on the grounds, and she's like, oh my god, and runs in. And uh, it's the effect of Wanda's No More Mutants. Most of the students at the school have lost their powers, and they're going to find out eventually that more than just their students lost their powers. The X-Men are trying to get a, a consensus of who's left, who who still has their powers, Cyclops, White Queen, Colossus, Nightcrawler still have their powers. And uh, they're like, hey, we need to find Wolverine. So Nightcrawler goes all over the place because they're worried if Wolverine lost his powers, as he did briefly in like a two-parter that involved the High Evolutionary where he turned off mutant powers. See, Wolverine has the adamantium in him. So if Wolverine's powers are gone, which means his healing factor is gone, which means that he would die of adamantium poisoning. So they need to get to Logan first. They find Wolverine. He uh, Nightcrawler wakes him up. And Wolverine has one of the most starting, startling revelations. And now this is a huge deal for the future of Wolverine. Now the character has always had a memory block. He never knew who he was. We finally got to see in uh, Origins Wolverine what his true origin was, what his real name was. James Howlett. And that's what he was going by in the House of M. He, re he sort of had a memory of what was going on in the real universe, but kept his memories from the House of M. Everything goes back to normal. Wolverine wakes up, and he remembers everything. Not just the events of House of M, not the stuff before. He remembers his life, everything that happened to him before his memory block and during the memory block, all at one time. So this is going to affect Wolverine for years to come. So White Queen goes to Cerebro, and she puts on the famous Cerebro helmet and scans the world to see where all the mutants are. And uh, she's looking at basically a... a, a virtual representation of the earth and there's all these little dots just kind of here and there what used to be tens of thousands a million maybe uh they're saying are they all dead they're like no as far as we can tell they're just not mutants anymore and white queen is devastated because she said i could have stopped this i tried to stop it so they're like okay where is wanda we don't see her and Beast is screaming, where's Xavier? And she goes, he's not, and kind of just cries, and Beast walks away. And uh, it's basically, the rest of this issue is most of the mutants going, okay, we need to have a game plan, who's left, whatnot. And just then, Iceman, Bobby Drake, walks out, and he goes, well, I guess that's it for Iceman. And they're like, oh, Bobby, not you too. So one of the original X-Men lost his powers. The next few pages are news stories and outlets all over the world. Figuring out that mutants have lost their powers. They don't know what it is. Was it a mutant virus? And the Avengers are up in Avengers Tower looking at all these news stories. And they are taking kind of a, a vote on, do we tell everybody what happened? Do we even know what fully happened? Where is Wanda? What do we do? And Tony looks like he's getting ready to reveal something. And Doctor Strange is like, you know what? Uh, I've tried to help her. I can't find any sign of her. My duties as the Master of Mystic Arts are simple. Protect the world from attacks just as this. I failed completely. And Spider-Man is like, you know, can you just take these memories and make me forget what happened? Can you take these memories out? And he goes, no, I can't do that. So we see Peter kind of messed up about that. And then Tony gets an alarm that somebody is at the ruins of the mansion. They go to the mansion and they see... Uh, strung up on a block with arrows is Hawkeye's outfit. Now, Hawkeye was supposedly killed before House of M, 
and was suddenly alive again during House of M. So what happened to him after House of M? We find out eventually during Civil War. We see, uh, we see the news article that Hawkeye is dead pinned up next to the costume. And the Avengers are going, what does this mean? And we hop over to Genosha, where Magneto is just looking like a train wreck. He falls to the ground. And the X-Men come and say, where is she? And he goes, I don't know. We find out that Magneto lost his powers during during this event. And they're like, okay, where's Charles Xavier? Where's Quicksilver? Don't know where any of them are. And uh, White Queen says, you know what? He's not lying. And uh, they pretty much leave Magneto to where he is. And the last page of this issue is Wanda. She is off on her own in some type of European village uh, on her own not knowing who she is, and we see uh, the planet is slowly fading to like into outer space and uh, basically leaving to what's going to be the reaction with no more mutants. So that was the last official part of House of M, and there's two finales here. The first one is Avengers Finale. This is the last issue of what would be the remnants of the first wave of Avengers pre-Civil War. And uh, during Civil War, we've, we know that the Avengers broke up. But this is how. All the Avengers have gathered at the grounds of the mansion after seeing Hawkeye's outfit. And they're sort of, they're sitting in what's left of their dining room, kind of trying to come to terms with what happened with Wanda. What are they going to do? Are the Avengers going to keep going? What? And slowly but surely, uh, all of them kind of start saying, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But then Iron Man comes to the... I would say what's the biggest thing in Avengers history during this. He says, you know, I would appreciate it if you all kind of listened up. And I'll kind of read his uh, his dialogue here. I hope you know that this is going to be the hardest things I've ever had to say out loud because of the physical and mental damage of Wanda's breakdown, because of the damage to us, me, my company. I am not going to be in a position to finance the Avengers anymore, or to the point the foundation that I created that funds the Avengers will not be able to function anymore. Public humiliation, everything that's devastated everything now, and uh, the, the people that work for me, they depend on me. Uh, as long as I have that hanging over my head, I'm not going to be able to bring the foundation back to a place like the one we would need to rebuild. I don't think it would surprise any of you to the sheer financial magnitude the daily upkeep of the mansion was, but after this and the UN officially treating us uh, and, and disassociating from us, we won't be able to get the government funding needed to do this. So I've talked to the city of New York. They will declare the property a landmark. I've sealed off the tunnels and cleared out all sensitive material and technology from the mansion since it was his family's mansion. It's his property, he's going to turn it into a monument, and we're just going to leave it the way it is, a fitting memorial to those who died. And uh, uh, it's the reaction of the Avengers is kind of shocked, but then they're like, they're not really surprised that Tony did what he did. And as they're going all over this, Quicksilver walks in. He goes, you know, my sister loved all of you. And they're like, hey, where have you been? He goes, I was on vacation, sitting in an island in a cabin, reading, and then blink of light, and then here we are. And they're like, wait, we saw you that day. He goes, that wasn't me. That must have been my sister's doing. So you realize that Quicksilver wasn't even there, that he wasn't there portraying them or being there to not help. He wasn't there at all. So it, it just shows the depth of what's going on. And uh, Pedro does admit that uh, Wanda, at this point, it's kind of like this takes place before the events at the end of House of M., uh, Wanda's with Magneto. They left the country, uh, went to, to Charles Xavier. He's trying to undo any of the, the damage and trying to repair her mind and heal it. 
So it's kind of like admitting that Xavier is off the grid trying to save Wanda in ways that he couldn't do before. So Quicksilver says, I came here to apologize on our behalf, and kind of takes off. So the last words of all of them gathered in the mansion is Carol Danvers going, so this is it, we're done. They're all kind of gathered around a table, uh, kind of saying their goodbyes. And then they start talking about their favorite moments as Avengers. What were the best? Best moments. Tony starts with how they all got together. And it's a two-page, big-ass picture of Hulk, Ant-Man, Thor, Wasp, and Iron Man when they first joined together. And then uh, they start talking about how their all-favorite scene is when Captain America was found in the ice and joined the team. And then uh, the rest of the issue is mostly them recounting all of their favorite moments as Avengers, reliving battles and, and great moments. And they all kind of had a toast to all of the Avengers that have died before them and during uh, the events of what happened. So they all raised their glasses to Clint Barton, to Scott Lang, to Vision, Marvel, Captain Marvel, Jack of Hearts, Swordsman. Now all of these rest are Avengers that have died throughout the years. Mockingbird, Yellow Jacket, Doctor Druid, Wizard, Two Gun Kid, Gilgamesh, Thunderstrike, and to finally Wanda. They all get their uh, costumes back on, get ready to go upstairs, and Jarvis is like, "Okay, so uh, people have shown up," and they're like, "Who showed up?" And it looks like most of the city has had started a candlelight vigil outside the ruins of Avengers Mansion. The Avengers look out and they see dozens and hundreds and of people with candles. And they all gather around the mansion, and all of the Avengers hang their head low. And that's pretty much how the first reign of Avengers ended, before Civil War and the Avengers came back to life. The last issue we're going to talk about is showing what happened after the House of M from the perspective of mutants. And it kind of goes all over the map here. We start out with the Blob. We know the Blob is this huge mutant with all this skin and just like this huge immovable person. Well, after House of M, he loses his powers but he still has all the skin. It's driving him insane, and uh, police come and arrest him. We go to Mutant Town, which was the House of M equivalent to Sapien Town, and Bishop is uh, part of the cleanup crew because most of the mutants in Mutant Town aren't mutants anymore, so they're trying to get a quote from Bishop and all the X-Men of, what's going on here? What, what, what happened? And, you know, obviously they can't say one of the Avengers went nuts and her powers went ballistic. But in the, that's a big difference between the comics and the movies. Everybody knew what happened to Wanda. They knew what happened to Vision. And from the events of WandaVision, there was a lot of people that knew what went down, uh, especially the Avengers and uh, uh, the government as well. They knew what happened because the government was there. So the X-Men who are left are trying to pretty much corral and see who from all the X-teams are still power capable and they have this big screen and they're trying to uh kind of verify who's left we see some of the the characters like jubilee is depowered uh iceman is depowered and they're trying to get a consensus with all the people that they know don't have their powers and then we see valerie cooper who was the liaison for the original x-factor who is a government agent uh she's at this place called one in washington dc led by a general laser and uh, it seems like the government is getting ready to do something to mutants. And in, in the X-Men's world, it's never been a good thing when any of these agencies come around. And uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, we see Bobby Drake kind of uh, at the X-Men mansion trying to cope with not being a mutant anymore. But he's he's still an X-Men. So he's kind of kind of helping out in the, 
the background trying to uh, corral all the mutants that are left. But we see that the government is trying to corral mutants as well. Now they form this government program called ONE, which is Office of National Emergency, and we see a bunch of agents scan into a very familiar robotic head that's really big. We see one agent per head, and you're like, oh, if you're a fan of the X-Men, you know what's coming next. And before we get to that, Beast is in his lab. Now, this is going to be something that we cover eventually in Endangered Species. Beast thinks that he can scientifically fix what Wanda did, undo what he did, what she did. But to do that, he's got a lot of work to do. So he's going to try and corral all the scientific minds in the world to try and figure out how to fix this. So this is just the first step in what Hank is doing. And we see Cyclops is trying to corral everybody that's left. And Storm, who still has her powers, is in Africa with Black Panther. He's trying. Cyclops is trying to get her back, but he's like, you know, uh, I think I need to stay here. Uh, I, th I think uh, I need to hunker down where I am. You guys need to be where you are. And uh, if I need anything, I will let you know. I'm going to stay here with my husband. And while that's going on, we see this guy. A little bit of white hair sticking out from a hat. And he's talking about, I only wanted the best. We see him going up into some apartment and taking off his hat. And it's Magneto. He's depowered, and he's staying at a hotel in New York. Ain't that a bunch? Uh, so we see uh, on the grounds of the Xavier Institute, like right outside the Xavier Institute, there's some mutants trying to get to the Xavier School. But they're being chased by these mercenaries before they can get there, human mercenaries. But they run into a very pissed off Colossus and Wolverine who say no trespassing to the human uh, terrorists. So uh, they make some very dumb moves and start shooting at Colossus and Wolverine. Now if you're any kind of follower of the X-Men... And that's not going to end well for anybody that does that. Uh, Wolverine takes out a few of the terrorists. Colossus uh, leads the mutants that were running to safety. And just before Wolverine can take the final blow to the guys, a giant sentinel foot crashes down. And it says, X-Men stand down. And five sentinels appeared on the grounds of the Xavier Institute from the one agency. Now that just starts the next wave of X-Men stuff that goes on after House of M. Uh, it starts with a five-parter called the 198 because they discover that there's only 198 mutants left on Earth after the events of House of M, which they call in the comics M-Day. They don't call it House of M, they call it M-Day, the day the mutants basically died. So that is the catalyst for how the X-Men kind of go forward from there for years to come. There's a few other titles that start that pick up where that left off. And then they have this uh, this thing called Decimation, where it's basically all the X-Men teams picking up the pieces, who's left. And this just has, a, like I said, a lot of ramifications for things to come. It starts off with endangered species, and then it'll eventually lead into things that we're going to talk about, the Messiah War, the Messiah Complex, things like that. So we'll get to those things eventually, so you can hear what happened to the X-Men. So that wraps up House of the I'm excited for the next episode. We're going to talk about Batman and Long Now, they made an animated movie of this, which the ending is kind of different. Similar, but different. And we'll cover that in the next couple of weeks. It's a 12 issue series that shows a serial killer only committing murders on the mob, both sides of, of the mob, uh, that are fighting for control of Gotham City, but they only do it on holidays. They nickname the bad guy, Holiday. He leaves kind of 
holiday-related items at the crime scene. So Batman has to figure out, A, who it is, and we how to stop him. So we'll get to Batman the Long Halloween for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the next episode is the Halloween story. Again, if you like what you hear, I would love it. If you would go subscribe, let me know how you